I'm Gary Erickson. And I'm Tyler Hogue. We became best buds through the heavy music scene. And now we're doing a podcast, breaking down our favorite bands, albums, and shows. This is All Consuming Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for part two of Dichotomy by Becoming the Archetype. If you have not listened to part one, you may want to give that a listen first, or not. You do you. Uh, I'll quit wasting time, let's get into it. song is Ransom. Oof, yes. Probably my favorite. No, it is. This is my it, favorite song. Me too, Gary. Oh, good. Have we ever agreed fact, on a favorite song? Favorite sure song on an album? I'm sure I'm sure we have. So are you sure that when I showed you them I didn't show you them this I didn't show this song? You probably like, Do you did. think if I said Tyler, check out Ransom, would you have been like, "Yes." No. Or would you because still be like have, have the you first heard five the seconds? intro to this song? <laughs> okay, that's yep. All right, dang it! Like it, it it goes off right, and it starts going a little crazy. Then all of a sudden, like harpsichord or some something comes in. Yeah, it's like you're in Luigi's Mansion yeah. on GameCube or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm like, how? Wait, what? Dude, so I totally I think... googled. I googled what a harpsichord was. Yeah, because I knew that's the sound, right? The Adams yeah. Family theme song is made on a harpsichord. Do you know what a harpsichord is? Pianoish type of thing. It just hits the. Yeah, it's like it's a piano that plays strings. Yeah. By plucking them, rather than by like hammering them, clanging. Yeah, hammering. <laughs> yeah. And a key can pull multiple strings, not just one, and so you get this really like mechanical, machine-like plucking sound on a like on a guitar, but with that. And I, that's how you get that really weird, like, you know. <laughs> so, Gary, okay. yeah, I, I I wouldn't have liked it. You probably did show it to me, and I was like, ah, what is this? You but, need like, to trust now, me, man, man, you need to dude, trust me. When it comes on, and I hear just that creepy little intro, and then it goes into Luigi's Mansion, and I'm like, oh, we're about ready to go into some brutal brutal yep awesome lyrics and guitar riffs like so do you know what the little subtitle is for this song like all I, all the subtitles so far have been like on point you know like okay. i totally know, like that is it the tower oh got it you know sure what's this one this one is the serpent oh yeah dude going down and battling the devil yeah, i think I is kind that. of a theme here right um, metaphorically, I would say, like the ransom that was paid, you know, conquering, yeah, yeah, conquering. It, I thought yeah. that was interesting too when they said that the author of that book's name is Ransom, but the point of this song was 
the theological ransom. The you know a, d- a double entendre. Yeah, yeah. Double, double entendre. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna say this part though right here. Like when he screams, makes it hard to breathe, makes it hard to think. Love it. And then yeah, me too. And then you have the music and the guitars, but also that kind of gothic feel going on, like so cool so awesome yeah uh it it makes a song but it's really awesome and it leads to what is going to be the best part yeah it's definitely very impactful um so i love i don't know why lyrical themes about breathing yeah i i relate i breathe (laughs) you know like that's (laughs) so me you know that's me but like anytime it's so like demon hunter has a song where he's just screams just breathe like over mm-hmm. and over just says that and that it's like my favorite breakdown i love those lyrics like and maybe i maybe you know i suffer from panic attacks you know stuff like that and breathing yeah. is like a healthy reminder but uh this song i love how it builds with like this despair and turns into the redeemer you know taking over and beating the crap out of the serpent and you yeah know, that's kind of the whole thing of this you know he the first verses i'll just give a general theme i said that like five times <laughs> but the general theme is he says you know the sky grows pale scene turns sea turns black solid darkness falls all around me right despair makes it hard to breathe makes it hard to think and he says, but the darkness is not empty. And you're like, oh, it's going to be good. And it's like, it's bearing down upon me. Mm, so it's yeah. like, and he's talking about the serpent. I'm going to say that because of the parentheses, you know, bearing down on them. Makes it hard to breathe. Makes it hard to think. But uh, I love so it. what I'm trying to get to is the transition point where he says, oh, death, my worthy adversary, you've tormented me for far too long. Right, and, and I think there's like a bit of a bridge. And capital H, he leapt into the arms of hell itself, that gave birth to corruption, and battled with the undead corpse. Never knew he said that. I thought he said Arkagos. But whatever. Until he says, he says, until its face was smashed beyond recognition. I love the way he drags oh, out like Me too. The way he's screaming, like, those those last lines you just talked about, too, like, it's just, it's so great. It's like a snarl. It's hard to really even describe, but it's so good. And it comes right after yeah. that, like, growl. There's, like, a growl and says, oh. Mm-hmm. And then just goes on. It's pretty great. Like, 
But then Gary, he does your favorite thing, and he tells the crowd through the album to go, or, th- or the, <laughs> he's go, yes. and then like the solo happens. <laughs> so I like that. What I don't like yeah. is like pick it up, <laughs> or pick what does Sleeping Giant it. say? Uh, oh, get wild. <laughs> yeah, get wild. Wild Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I like it too. And, and after the solo, the solo is great. Because then once it comes back in, you did specifically tell me this. Before I started listening to him, you said, dude, my favorite lyrics are at the mm-hmm. end of this song. Yep. And so I'm going to let you talk about oh. your favorite lyrics and what they say. Oh, that's not that's not that exciting. Make me talk. Oh, about it's it. so cool. I feel like you you're just like I'm gonna. I need some water. Let me make Gary talk. <laughs> so yeah, after the you know go doodly 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 doodly. You know, Whoa, there's a that's breakdown. actually exactly what the solo sounds like. I know it is. That's it's, it's like here we go. Does. Like it's it's like tires peeling out on a car. Like <laughs> it's like oh totally we're going. is, and the guitar just goes. Uh, but yeah, that this outro breakdown riff is so good, and it does this epic buildup that does another drop to an even slower, more like this is like metalcore breakdown, where he says, "My hands have taught me terrible things; his hands have set me free." But the first time he does it, he screams it like high, like this is what the breakdown is. Learn the words, guys. Screams it We're high, says it the whole thing, and just constant his outro chug a brutal slow guitar my hands have taught me terrible things his hands have set me free my hands have taught me terrible things his hands have set me free my hands have taught me terrible things terrible things first time he says it like you said just comes in and screams it there's no guitar it's just drums every once in a while on it and like it's okay because his vocals just like dichotomy's intro like Mm -hmm. carries it and it's so brutal there's there are some vocalists obviously that can do that but like with the vocals themselves are so brutal you don't need a guitar right there it's a breakdown in itself yeah oh so good so i have to say tyler before this song came out there is another song that i was really into with a very similar format that you didn't like what's that it's a demon hunter song (laughs) and in fact after this episode i think you should go listen to it and just fast forward to the part i'm talking about because it's the same thing it's from their summer of darkness album like track seven or nine and it's called beauty through the eyes of a predator and they do the okay. same thing instead of recognition he says <laughs> i feel my lungs beginning to burn and it's like a right 
And he says what he repeats is, with every foolish word that you spit, another nail you'll get. Hmm. And he just repeats it with this heavy, slow breakdown. Very, very similar to this. Interesting. I'll check it out. And it's it's so good. This this song to me, like, and probably the Demon Hunter song you just mentioned too, like, this is one when, when the guitars are going throughout mostly the entire song, you're just grooving with it too. It just keeps mm-hmm. you going. It's just driving forward and it's just so well done. And there isn't a lot of ups and downs. It really stays high most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the intro is that low part. And I think that's probably why I was drawn to this song first is because, like, it's pretty brutal the whole way through. Even the guitar solo, like you said, is like a cartoon car just, like, peeling out, <laughs> trying yeah. to get going. <laughs> yep. Dude, oh, it's so good, though. This would be the song that I would show people that haven't heard it before. And I say, just let me just that's get tough. through the whole song. <laughs> yeah. You have Don't to sit there judge it by the one intro. Minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you love the intro, though. I love it too. So, like, me there's too. two like, times. You know those times when you get to a part of a song where you have to stop and be like, "What song is this?" Yeah. Like, what's the name of this song? Like, I know this is track seven, but what's the name of this song? Right. There's yeah. two times that it happens with this song, and one is in the first few seconds when Adam's family sound comes on, and you're like, <laughs> "What is this?" Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's ransom. And then at the end, when you think it's a different song, you know, four minutes later, mm. like when it's like this huge breakdown, it's totally different. And he's just repeating, my hands have taught me terrible things. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, what song is this? And it's amazing that it's the same song. But, and if there's, I mean, we haven't even talked about like the meaning of that. I'm no. sure everybody knows, you know, but, you know, your hands are sinful. You're a terrible person his hand set you free right yeah Ta-da. which there. is so There's awesome the... yeah and it's so clear too like some of their some of their stuff some any metalcore or heavy music stuff sometimes it's mm-hmm. hard to like decipher what they're saying the first time i heard this song i knew exactly what he was saying during that breakdown yeah and it's pretty darn cool like to think about how we as humans like are sinful man like we choose sin we, we constantly are going that way and only god his hands have set us free like the ransom yep. that he paid and so that's pretty it's pretty awesome and a lot of songs we talk about we focus on lyrics but this is one where it's like the music is as good as the lyrics so awesome and so different and dynamic and this is the one that you show people that have never heard becoming the archetype for sure. So up next, Evil Unseen. Mm-hmm. It has that subtitle. It's called The Root. Okay. I'm very surprised, looking back at when this came out, that I liked this song. Just because really? of how fast and like unrelenting the drums are. Very unrelenting, yeah. Like for two and a half minutes, it's just 
speedy and the drums are doing all the stuff that I used to find obnoxious. <laughs> like there's some clang clangs in there every once in yeah. a while. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. But uh what are your initial thoughts of this? You got like a intro sentence? So for me, like listening through this, like there's lyrics that like stand out. Um and until I read this whole thing through, Evil Unseen, like I didn't get the whole body of what the song was really trying to say. But like the the the, the lyrics stood out like also like musically too when he starts going and says I am not of this world that part you know and you have like mm-hmm. the kind of chugs going and you have drums um, love that part absolutely love love that and I think for me like yes this song is like super heavy unrelenting but like lyrically I, it's it's pretty cool what do you think it's about lyrically I haven't really dug deep into the lyrics. So it's it's about like rationalism, chasing philosophical musings like we talked about in our last uh, episode, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Sleeping Giant. Like the idea that you are, you know, you're chasing like the things that make sense. Like everything has to make sense. And so like some of these lyrics, man, are just like they're so, so down. We exchange our faith for rational thought. We trade our conscience for advanced reasoning. The idea that we have to know how everything works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the very like the the lyrics that really to me like are the, are the biggest like blows my mind. The uh, ending lyrics. The ending for sure. Mm-hmm. The the cancer of mind worship leaves the spirit to decay compromise your faith and doom your generation heavy stuff <laughs> that's super heavy I, I always thought it was kind of weird how he's saying whatever the chorus is it's like god saying it you know yes when he says uh i am not of this world and science cannot explain me yeah he says i will transcend death this body will not contain me is he talking about God or is he talking about himself as a believer? That's true. So knowing Jason Wisdom from being friends on Facebook and in the same Facebook groups and stuff, I don't actually know him in real life. Nice shout out, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know that he's of reformed theology and like reading this, it almost makes you think it's like anti-science and like pro spiritual stuff. But I I think it's like anti mind worship. Yes. And like pro faith. He, I think, I think the main part of this is like our faith will never be able to be fully explained right mm-hmm. never be able to be fully explained and sometimes you know uh more blessed are those you know that that come to faith through just believing right rather than having to see it like with their with their eyes and so man like i think his his point is like if you keep searching for the mind worship you're trying to find every rational thought you're not going to find it. And it's going to lead you down a bad path. 
mind cancer. Yeah. <sighs> well, the cancer of mind worship. That's pretty, pretty tough yeah. lyrics right there. So, what do you think of the the breakdown thing that he does? Oh heaven, break this cycle. best part of the song for sure yeah i love how how chuggy it gets i was gonna say then it just chugs the rest of the entire yeah. song and then like like probably four to 40 seconds into this nasty chuggy thing the chuggy has a baby and it's even chuggier <laughs> the chuggy has a baby. <laughs> like yeah three minutes and 20 seconds in it's like two layers deep of this like really slow chunky riff it's good yeah. stuff it's a great song. I do like how I, I love how it just goes the whole way through, mm-hmm. right? Because this is a little bit different than the songs we've talked about prior to this. Um, there's not really that up and down, up and down. Uh, this just goes. Yeah, dude, I don't even know how they made this work. What do you mean? This song, "How Great Thou Art," classic hymn, right? One of the most like known songs you go to churches and churches play this all the time like my church we still play this you know um your parents know this your grandparents know this my grandparents probably sang it to me (laughs) right like you you turn on the country music awards and like carrie underwood sings this you know what i mean um and somehow becoming the archetype made this the most brutal him ever recorded dude i don't even get it dude i love new versions of hymns yeah like the the originals are classic you know like how it's done with piano and even orchestrated you know but like when mars hill church over here that blew up and died and there's an awesome podcast out did you hear about that yeah i sent it to you so many people sent it to me anyway (laughs) a lot of their worship teams ended up becoming bands like king's kaleidoscope citizens ghost ship modern post ghost ship right and a lot of them especially king's kaleidoscope like redid hymns Mm -hmm. and they did them in a more modern way and they're super cool and my church does all their versions right right they unfortunately don't do this version by becoming the archetype but yeah and i i i don't get how somebody could be upset about it because we've seen you know in certain social media platforms people get upset that this song was done this way lyrically it's the exact same but here's the thing here's a little shorter here's what i appreciate about this okay so normally, like when you when you're singing this and you see the actual like hymn of how great they are, it goes like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, sure, verse, yeah. chorus. Just like a, any you know like song we have today, but they went verse, 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 and then like the end, the breakdown is the mm. chorus. Chorus, 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 yeah. circle pit, chorus, circle pit, like, chorus. <laughs> so cool, and like the way they did the verses too. Like if you're listening through. 
and you're reading the lyrics, like trying to read them how you would normally sing them, like you obviously can't because like they go through these verses and each time they move down, it's different. It's not like they're doing the exact same instrumentation for mm-hmm. each verse, right? It builds and it builds and then the screams change. He gets high pitch on this part and he's like low on this other part and like, yeah. oh. So what are your favorite like parts? Like, I mean, these lyrics are classic. We know what the lyrics are about. What What do you like yeah. most? How do you know I have a favorite? Like, I, I mean, because I do. Okay, I do, I do, and I'll bet you it's the same as yours. Okay. Uh, so my favorite part is when he screams really high. Yeah. And he says, when Christ shall come with shout of acclamation yes. and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. And then he gets really low and deep. You know, yes. and says, then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God. My God, how great thou art. I mean, I, I love the the part where he comes in even before that. It says that on the cross, my burden gladly bearing. Like the way he mm-hmm. screams that too is so awesome. Yeah. Um, but really just like going from like acoustic intro. Because you, you might have this thought. Like you hear the acoustic intro. My wife, we turn this on in the car, right? She sees the album art of <laughs> Dichotomy. It's not really meshing because she's hearing this nice kind of acoustic guitar sounding intro Mm -hmm. and she sees that it's this song she knows how great thou art and then she's like okay so is this going to be like a actual cover is this going to be like you know sometimes like bands do that like there could be just like a straight up soft song where they cover something like they could have done that but then right when the lyrics kick in it slaps you in the face. Oh, Lord, my God. Boom. And it just goes. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, oh. And yeah. then she's like, yeah, turn it. I'm like, no. This is awesome. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I like, there's also a part, you know, normally the song has a, then sings my soul. Yeah. And it's usually right after that really low part that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the guitar that gets to sing that because they have like this guitar solo that's like really clean and nice. Yeah, it's not noisy and metal and aggressive or heavy. And I feel like that's this that singing part. But the way it comes back in when he's like, Ugh. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And then he yes. yells, "Come on!" Like, that's what he says. Come on. Yeah, I, th- I was like, does he say he says go, uh, or does he to, say no? He goes uh, and then like a couple. Seconds later, he does it. Come on.
imagine like that moment if you were at a live show and the pit just like breaks out and we're moshing to how great thou art. Like I couldn't even like I I can't even wrap my brain around that. For sure I would be in the pit for this song. The way they they have the drums and the double bass pedal going and the way he's screaming it and the chugs is just like it's so perfect. And it's mm-hmm. I think saving it to the end like they did instead of going the traditional verse chorus verse chorus saving it to the end like mm-hmm. made it to like we could have it as a breakdown we could have it as the coolest part of the song if i could just one time like request like they come back for one song it might not be my favorite song of theirs but i'd want to hear this song yeah. I want to see it. I want to mosh to a freaking hymn, you know? Like, yeah. oh, totally. it's so cool. And, and truthfully, like, I might get hate on this. I love hymns. Like, hymns are my thing. I love singing hymns. I love uh, worshiping to hymns. I love learning you, new you hymns. You are a hymn. I kind of am a hymn. Uh, <laughs> oh, I get it. Speaking of this, did you do you know what the subtitle is for this? How Great Thou Art? No. The Hymn. <laughs> perfect but i i love hymns man like i'm i'm really into them you know some people hate them they grew up on them like with sure. my like my life like i didn't you know these are all like new songs to me is it then it ends kind of did a cover of this also maybe did they i think so and it's fine it's the traditional order of the hymn but I also kind of like making it your own. Like, that's what King's Kaleidoscope did so well. That's what Citizens does so well. They make it their own. They don't do the exact same thing. You know? If sure. you listen to... Um, that's what Carrie Underwood does, you know? Millions <laughs> you of listen dollars to... and an orchestra behind her. <laughs> True. That first, like, King's Kaleidoscope uh, album where they were at Mars Hill and they were doing all of these, like, hymns and stuff. Like, what was so awesome was... Sometimes they change it up to where it wasn't even the same melody in some cases. Like, Mm -hmm. they aren't doing the exact same way. They're not doing the order the exact same way. They're taking some verses out. When they do Come Thou Fount or whatever, they don't do all the verses that are traditionally in Come Thou Fount. Right. And so, like, making it your own and, and deciding how you want to do the order, I think that's pretty darn cool. And there are not very many hymns in Brutal Metal people have not redone them and made them yeah. amazing like this yeah they've redone like modern worship like yes. uh, the great commission what's that one worship song they did the hill song one yeah my life be lifted high in my world yeah that version is great though like, it is i love that dude and, and uh, on the great commission this is a rabbit trail but this is what I think I like most about becoming the archetype, right? So we're talking about kind of that same era-ish, right? Yeah, yeah. But I go back and I listen to bands like that, like The Great Commission. Still awesome. Heavy Worship was a great album. But like you go back and you're like, man, like this is all the same. I heard this. They're doing what everyone else was doing. Sure, And like yeah. becoming the archetype, I've come to realize now, going back and listening, they weren't doing what everyone else was doing. They were doing their own thing. And this is a perfect example of them doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. 
Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. I have a feeling this is your favorite song. Wait, you said Ransom was your favorite. Ransom is my favorite. Yeah, you've been how like great How now. Great Thou Art is the one I want to see them play live. Uh-huh. This was my first love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that so makes sense. The, the uh, subtitle for this song, Deep Heaven, Deep Heaven. Yeah. is The Awakening. Okay. Definitely And see this that. is the one that has the guest vocals, um, which is the soprano singer girl. Oh, yeah. The... Yeah. Uh, and interpretive singing Suzanne or whatever Richter go, whatever's yeah. going on at that point <laughs> yeah it's just some kind of opera e orchestra it it fits thing. the tone let's just say that we'll get there but so I like the way the song starts um uh back then I don't think I did um it's kind of like a double early double Wars Prada kind of thing very mm. synth heavy yeah um with like a groove to it but uh, when he first starts with his scream, and he says "Awaken from the shadows," you know, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah," it's like, and then like the guitar kind of like, picks up after yeah. that too. Then oh. the synth is there with that guitar, and, and that's it's fun. like, it's like, okay, this will be a good song. Yes, but uh, yeah, it's a great way to start. It's groovy, man, and like the the way he screams and this is where i thought like the drums after that part after the guitar and the synth kind of stop and it goes to the the verse or whatever like the drum the screaming style i think it makes me think demon hunter heavy demon hunter okay and you like you mentioned that a lot so <laughs> the guitar though it doesn't really fit but like i i love this song because it is what I think I like most about Becoming the Archetype. Somehow, they're able to take this extremely brutal, groovy, awesome, like, synth, epic guitar sound, and then, like, break it all the way down to just a piano. Yeah. Like, completely pull everything back, and then somehow end on an extremely huge, heavy, brutal note. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, that that piano part, the the line that he says right before that, um, is probably my favorite line. I mean, the lyrics for this song are great. Yes, super absolutely. Um, but he says, and the way he says it, I'm not gonna do it the way he does it. Maybe we'll put <laughs> in an like audio clip or something. But uh, he says, my eyes have been illuminated. Oh yeah, to so reality, good. right? My eyes have been illuminated to reality, the fallen state of Earth. Yeah, he now understands like total depravity, <laughs> the fall of man, right? Yeah, the state of the world, and I like the way that it, it, this transition happens because with the beautiful piano playing and mm-hmm. the soprano vocalist, yeah, it kind of complements this new enlightenment that he got. He just got, you know, like totally. my eyes are open. I see this. It's just like I remember the first time I heard this song, like thinking about it, like just if you were to like get into my car when I'm listening to this song, and the piano part's playing with the uh, 
opera singer or interpretive <laughs> singer or whatever that that moment right you'd be like oh tyler likes classical music I, exactly right. you're like this is some sort of classical music this is not the typical genre you think this is a history teacher <laughs> <laughs> and then like man it's a different song and then it just starts going you start getting like a industrial sound building out of that piano where you've been stripped all the way down to one instrument you know you get yeah. like kind of industrial sound and then eventually it comes right back in with a perfect lyric, right? Um, revelation penetrates the silence. And then it just starts building up, you know, building up, building up. And eventually we get to like my absolute favorite part um, when he comes in and says, until this moment, all that I have known, that part with the groovy synth, the groovy uh-huh. like um, guitars like back. And it's even more brutal. Uh, it's just so so fun yeah and i I love that line too until this moment all that i have known is death's attempt mm. at imitating life yeah and f- that's just it's i don't know it's it's very profound yeah you know and for and, the first know. time i am truly alive and then it goes back to the beginning where it talks mm. about eternity has overtaken me eternity is inside me Oh, so fun. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Th- so that part where the soft piano like builds back up. Yeah. You know, it's like this weird, like it's back to being a weird piano. It's like eerie and creepy yes. and spooky yes. and like getting weird. It reminded me like my notes reminded me to remind me now. So in ransom, how it starts like that, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. spooky, yeah. but like when a f- not that long ago, but my son, when I heard this album, well, I think Ransom is on one of my like forever playlists. Yeah. And he always called it like the spooky Halloween song. <laughs> yeah. Cause like he, he's, you know, he understands like, I don't know, feels of the music. Mm-hmm. And so we'll like play something and he'll be like, is this a Halloween song? I'm like, does it feel spooky? And he'll right. be like, no, I'm like then it's not a Halloween song, but this one and Ransom are both spooky Halloween songs for just those parts, you know? Absolutely, dude. I think Ransom, absolutely. Like, to me, that is there. This, like, it it goes down, 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 and then when it comes back up, it's like, oh, this is the gothic influence, that epicness. And, yeah, you feel that ominous, like, sound, which is definitely creepy. Gosh, they do that so well. I mean, are there other bands that, like, you know, you think of, like, Deathcore, I guess, you know, like, even Impending Doom has some of that kind of synth, epic, goth stuff Yeah, but that stuff's, like, it's doomy, you know? Like, like, death is upon us kind of feeling, like, despair feeling, right? Like, I don't know, like, darkness, heavy, aggressive. This is, like, I don't know, spooky. Another band I could think of that's kind of like this in a darker sense is like my children my bride mm. they have a couple songs that are like kind of creepy they're not quite spooky they're more like haunted feeling like you know um but yeah and and the other thing is a lot of people are immediately turned off by yeah the creepy you know yeah like as soon as you hear this like eerie weird piano stuff you're gonna be like I am not in the mood for this. <laughs> it is not October, you know, like 
I think there is a time and place for it, but it's weird because if you listen to this album all the way through, it's it's like a theme all the way through. So it's not it's not right. jarring. If you just throw this in like your a random playlist, <laughs> you know, once you get to those parts, you're gonna be like, that's becoming the archetype. Stick out like a sore thumb, you know, like yeah. that that sound, you know. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know. Part of it now, like when you they grow to appreciate it, you know, and you've listened to it. And this is, a, this is a band, I think like, or at least an album, you got to listen, start to finish. You can't just take a sample and say, Oh, that's who they are, which is what I did. Right. Yeah. And so you listen to start to finish, you appreciate what they do. And then you would never have it any other way. Like if you take that piano part out of this song, it is not even close to as good. Yeah. Right. If deep heaven doesn't have that complete breakdown to the piano and the, opera singer i don't think i like it as much as i do yeah. you know you know what you needed tyler hmm. you needed to listen to this podcast episode <laughs> to convince you to listen to this album i don't even think i knew fully what a podcast was back then they were around <laughs> well, back obviously. then yeah they were a little different too yeah like not just anyone could do it right like us we're we're just anyone's we're just we're like just anyone's we're not professionals yeah. It is cool though when people are like, "Hey, you guys kind of have some good points." Yeah. Or, "Hey, you guys have terrible points, and I'm going to let you know about it." Either way is pretty cool. Yeah. We'll argue with you and we'll we'll receive feedback and praise. <laughs> That's right, man. Sweet. Let's move on, dude. This song, Tyler, called End of the Age. Yep. The subtitle is The Lion. Okay. Pretty fitting. Yeah. This is the song on my first playthrough that sealed the deal. Really? I knew when I first time through the whole album, when this song came on, I was like, this is going to be a top album for me for a long time. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's I, a little bit different than the others because it's not quite, it's not industrial and no. it's not, it's not creepy. It's not, you know, no opera st- stuff. What it does do is it makes really epic sounding stuff. Definitely epic still. Yes. There's, there's like so many YouTube videos. Just look up this song on YouTube where they just put the words up with Bible verses and stuff. And it's like mm. people put pictures, you know, of like, yeah. you know, uh, skies opening up and angels <laughs> coming down and you know unicorns and you know all kinds of crazy stuff right it's very majestic <laughs> sounding yes and i think that lyrically and how they do the music and stuff i think it does a great job at portraying how epic how powerful and sovereign our god is yeah absolutely and a lot of the lines they didn't make up they're from the bible most of them are from psalms 18 i I googled like a couple lines and i'm like oh there's a bible verse there's a bible verse i mean it's a long song i'll give it that but uh love it what are your thoughts on this tyler 
I, I mean, I really like it too. Um, there's some but different things we haven't really butt. seen. No, 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 it's not a but. It's just some different things we haven't seen. We haven't seen these group shout choruses. Yeah, I love right? that. Uh, me too, me too. Like, it is pretty cool. Where he is clothed in greatness or whatever. And, yeah. like, it's just so epic. It's almost, like, feels like it could be, like, 80s, like, Dio music, totally. you know? Or, like, like, like... I see that, yeah. I'm trying to think of... What was the one that Killswitch engaged kind of, like, uh, they covered? That, that was Dio. Holy Diver. Yeah. Dio. Yeah, like, yeah. I totally see that, you know? Holy um, Diver! But what I really was reminded of was another band that we've done before on this podcast. War of Ages? Yeah, for sure. War of Ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got that a lot, too. Yeah. the guitars behind it it's the group shouts it's a lot of that you know and it kind of has that that metal core vibe to it that you haven't fully seen in the previous songs um but it's not it is an awesome song yeah and i think they do like just everything they've done on this album i think that this is like their very serious grown-up attempt of a real song yeah i don't really want to say that i take that back I think of everything they've done on this album, like they do their best pieces here. Uh, like, so like there's an epic guitar solo at the end that just mm-hmm. goes on and on and on and on. And the volume just slowly fades down. After <laughs> just like war of ages, almost yep. seven minutes. Right. Yeah. It's like this guitar solo. And you're just like, it's so epic. You have like that horse galloping rhythm behind the, the, that guitar solo, which is from the first song. Like, they have really soft piano stuff right in the middle that builds into the second time where they talk more about the characteristics of God. And, you know, when he just screams hallelujah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that in a metalcore band. They're, they're, we're gonna probably get some comments on bands that did it, but I can't think of one. I'd love to hear it. Absolutely, and I, I totally, I totally feel that here. Like, this is a good example of like who they are, right? This is a Christian band. Like, I don't know if the band members are Christian, but like you, this, this song right here. He reached down into the void. He reached down and took a hold of me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. Um, and all before this, they're just talking about like who God is, like attributes basically of of God and things He's done. Um, it's pretty darn cool, man. Like 
lyrically, this is a really cool song. You know, this is probably the first song I showed you. Because around that time, I was all about this song. And I think that would be a turnoff, right? Yes. Like, if you're like, hey, man, have you heard Becoming the Archetype? This album's amazing. Check out this song. It's not a good example of the whole album. Their body of work, yeah. Yeah. And it's long, like, power metal-y. I think... I think some uh, baby boomer generation might be into this album a little bit more. Right. Uh, like your dad would probably really like this song. You yeah, know what I mean? Except for or... the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But I, like, I, I, so I totally see yeah. that. And so it, it shows just how versatile they are. It shows, you know, like, um, I think you're right. There's like some maturity in this. Not that their other songs were immature. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just shows, like, their attempt at, like, this is going to be a serious song about God and about who he is and what he did for us. Yeah. It doesn't seem as experimental, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, no experiments. This one get down to full attention. Baby. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I love this song. It's It was probably the first song I ever loved by Becoming the Archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, once you get that song, you keep listening to that album and then songs like ransom stick out you know deep heaven dichotomy and you're just like man these songs are amazing it just yeah it sells you sells you the album so as we're kind of wrapping this up thinking about it like are there bands that are as experimental with their music are there any bands that are more experimental or something similar to what we've got here with becoming the archetype like modern experimental i don't know i mean like i'm sure there are but like in our like sphere of heavy music the christian heavy music scene like it's really hard for me to think about like okay you know like the closest thing i could think of like the way that they do this go up and down go up and down like fit for king does some of that but it's not like it's experimental it's just like softer parts you know and sure yeah internal canon from august burns red like okay i could see that right they go spanish guitar and it's a genre shifting yeah this is like they have so many different genres within this album that we've talked about Mm -hmm. we say they sound like demon hunter they sound like war of ages they sound like dio they sound like all these different bands it sounds like a classical music you have all this all these different things happening so are there other bands that are doing this or is becoming there probably are right like think yeah. about when this came out like they weren't big Mm-mm. they weren't that popular sure they were on solid state and that right. probably helped out a lot but i i mean i'd imagine that there is bands that we just haven't listened to or other people aren't giving them the time of the day because they are experimental yeah but i think today <clears throat> most of the experimental bands it's weird if you call them experimental because now you know what's to experiment in metalcore a lot of it's been done uh so now it's like bands will have three vocalists like Mm. i think that they're pushing boundaries with vocals there's a lot of newer bands that do that um you could say like the devil wears prada the act was kind of pushing being more experimental you know and and stuff yeah and i think i think there's a difference with like experimental for your band yeah. versus like experimental with music right right so yeah the act it it's not new under the sun there's plenty of bands out there that have done that mm-hmm. you know but for them oh yeah 
new. Yeah. Right. But this, I don't know. There's probably bands out there and people are like, you guys just never got into that industrial type metalcore stuff. There's tons probably. of it. Here it all is. You know? When somebody asks me, they're like, hey, you know, I really like the Devil Wears Prada. Like, what other bands can you recommend for me? And you're like, oh, you know, and you just give them like the metalcore list, you know? Yeah. You go on Spotify and look at related bands and you're like, here's the same bands you've probably heard. Yeah. Gosh. I think I think their uniqueness though, like was a turnoff and is a turnoff for a lot of people, but like now for me it's it's a turn on. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh la la, Tyler. Well, Tyler, I'm glad that you gave them a chance. When I, I remember you were when we were talking about what we would do next, uh because our, our year episode is like this will probably be our year episode, dude. This will be our year, yeah. We should say something. Hey, guys, it's been a year. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's awesome that you gave it a chance. And, I mean, it's near and dear to me. If you ever find it on vinyl, let me know. I, I have this thought, like, if I ever am going to get you to do Under Oath, I have to, like, do a few bands that you want to do first. Dude, so I I'll do Under up. Oath. Like, it's Sorry. not like I don't know them. I I like Under Oath. Like, <laughs> um, we're only doing their new stuff though. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm really glad that I I jumped on this um too. Like, I think you just mentioned it. Like, hey, I would love to do Becoming the Archetype, and I was like, that's poopy. I don't like it. Listen to it, and I was like, dude, I get it now, and I'm so glad we were able to get this recorded and. Now we can share in the fandom of becoming the archetype. Gosh, so cool. and go see them live and oh, oh. and it's not a COVID reason this time. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're not there anymore. Yep. Cool, man. All right. In closing, I have some housekeeping slash announcements to do before we end. Um, yep. First, I wanted to talk about our Discord server. You know, it's up and running for almost a month now and there's some awesome people on the server who love to chat about music shows south carolina florida (laughs) sunday morning church services like we talk about everything um so yeah we uh we even have some guys in there that are in bands that some of you may have heard of um that share their music and the stuff they're doing and even like upcoming merchandise and that's been really cool and you know, if you want to be part of that, holler at us. Let us know. It's a fun little community. Um, the next thing is we just did our first giveaway. Um, That's right. We did some all-consuming podcast dad hats with our logo on them. A request by some of the people on Discord. It was their idea to do that. Um, <laughs> but by the time you hear this, the winners will probably have been selected. So... If you missed it. So get on the next one. Yeah, we will do more. Um, and this was all possible because of our patrons on Patreon. Like, all the Absolutely. money that they've been paying us for the past couple months and stuff, like, it doesn't go to us. We put it back into the podcast, and it's just something fun to do, and that's what people wanted us to do with it. So, uh, yeah, thank you, patrons, for being our patrons and helping support this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. So follow us on Instagram, and if you love us and you think we're just swell, 
buy us a cup of coffee by joining our Patreon. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. See you guys. Thank you for listening.